Pronunciation Pro. Hello again. In this episode, we are going to talk about the rhythm of American English. Why do Americans sound the way they do? And what is the rhythm and how does that rhythm work in how they're speaking? Now, there are specific rules that dictate how that rhythm works, and I want to go over those rules with you. I want you to really tune your ear to rhythm today. So we have talked about a lot about pronunciation of specific sounds and specific words, and now we're going to kind of zoom out and look at the overall rhythm. What's the flow and the fluency in American English, and what are the rules that govern that flow. So I'm going to do this by sharing one of the videos within my program, the Pronunciation Pro online training course. And this is our introduction to sentence stress. Now there are a number of different topics when it comes to rhythm. There's word stress, there's sentence stress, there's intonation, there's linking and pausing. There's chunking. There's all these ideas that help you create the rhythm of American English. So in this episode, we are going to specifically talk about sentence stress and how sentence stress is used to create the predictable rhythm of American English. So here we go. I hope you'll learn a lot from this exercise. Just like every style of music has its own distinct rhythm, Language also has its own rhythm. As you grow up speaking your native language, you learn the rhythm of that language, and it becomes a part of you, and it becomes a habit to use that rhythm. When you learn a second language, such as English, you naturally apply the sounds and rhythm of your first language to your second language. So for you, you are probably using the rhythm of your first language while you speak English. This will make you sound accented because you're speaking the English language, but you are saying the words and sentences using the sounds and rhythm of your first language. Changing your rhythm takes time and practice, but unless you learn to use the correct rhythm of English, you will most likely have more misunderstandings and communication breakdowns while speaking English. This is because native English speakers have become used to listening to the predictable rhythm of English. It's easy for native speakers to listen to other native speakers because they know what to expect because of the rhythm and patterns of English. When you try to speak English using the rhythm of your first language, it's more difficult to follow and predict what will come next making it harder for the listener. The same is true for any language. If I learn Mandarin but try to say the words using the rhythm of English, then native Mandarin speakers will have a difficult time listening to and understanding me. Think of it like a pop singer trying to use the rhythm of pop music while singing classical music. It just doesn't sound natural or predictable. It might not be as easy to listen to because it doesn't fit. So let's learn a little more about how to use English rhythm. The combination of stressed 
and unstressed syllables creates the rhythm. Every word in English will have one syllable that is stressed or emphasized more than others. Correct word stress is one of those predictable patterns that native English speakers listen for. When you stress the wrong part of the word, it requires your listener to pause and make the correction in their head before continuing to listen to your message. The more you use the correct stress in words, the easier it will be for, for our listeners to follow what you have to say. Another predictable pattern a native speaker listens for is what we call sentence stress. Not only do we have specific syllables that we stress in words, but we also have stressed and unstressed words in our sentences that make up the rhythm. So remember, like I keep saying, in English, the combination of stressed and unstressed syllables and words creates the rhythm. Let's do a listening exercise to help us hear and understand this idea. I'm going to read two sentences and I want you to tell me which sentence you think sounds more natural in English. So number one, big black dogs chase small white cats. And number two, a big black dog is chasing a little cat. Big black dogs chase small white cats. A big black dog is chasing a little cat. So which sentence sounded more natural to you? The answer is number two. A big black dog is chasing a little cat. Sounds more natural in English because it combines very short syllable words with longer syllable words, creating that pattern of stressed and unstressed words and syllables. The first sentence, which was big black dogs chase small white cats sounds very robotic or choppy to an English speaker because it only has short syllable words. There isn't that up and down stressed and unstressed rhythm to it like there is in the sentence number two which was a big black dog is chasing a little cat. This sentence is much more fluid and natural to a native English speaker. Here are a few other sentences that are very natural sounding in English because they combine short syllable words with longer syllable words. Listen for the rhythm of long and short, stressed and unstressed words and syllables. Number one, pancakes make a good breakfast. Number two, are you going to call me this evening? Number three, have you seen Susan's new haircut? Number four, chocolate is my favorite candy. And number five, I enjoy gardening on sunny days. Even though you might not understand how to naturally say these types of sentences using the correct rhythm, it's important to start hearing the correct rhythm of English. Now let's take a step closer and learn how to speak using this stressed and unstressed rhythm. English is a stress-timed language, meaning that the time it takes to say a sentence in English 
does not depend on the number of words in the sentence, but the number of stressed words in the sentence. I'm going to say that again. The time it takes to say a sentence in English does not depend on the number of words in the sentence, but the number of stressed words in the sentence. For example, listen to how long it takes me to say each of these sentences. Boys eat treats. The boys eat treats. The boys eat the treats. The boys will eat the treats. The boys will have eaten the treats. Did you notice that it took the same amount of time to say, boys eat treats, as it did to say, the boys will have eaten the treats? The stressed words, which are the ones bolded and capitalized, get the most time and emphasis, and the unstressed words get shoved in there in between to keep the timing the same for each sentence. The unstressed words are said more quickly and under our breath than the stressed words. Another way to hear and practice the pattern of stress and unstressed words is to say poems or rhythms, or poems or rhymes. Listen to this familiar nursery rhyme. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Do you hear the stressed and unstressed syllables and words in this rhyme? The pattern goes like this. Stress, unstress, stress, unstress, stress, unstress, stress. So I'm going to say that again. Listen for the stressed syllables and words. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Now you say it using the same stress pattern. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Good. Now let's use that same rhythm while saying regular sentences. I will say the sentence and then I want you to repeat it. Remember, to stress a word or syllable you need to say it longer, louder, and with a higher pitch. The stressed syllable or word gets a full pronunciation, while the unstressed words or syllables get a more relaxed pronunciation. So, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Kevin came to fix my door. When will Stephen pay the bill? I would love to eat that cake. Great job! Now listen to the rhythm of stressed and unstressed syllables while I read this poem titled Sick by Shel Silverstein. I cannot go to school today, said little Peggy Ann McKay. I have the measles and the mumps, a gash, a rash, and purple bumps. My mouth is wet, my throat is dry. I'm going blind in my right eye. My tonsils are as big as rocks. I've counted 16 chicken pox. 
and there's one more that's 17. And don't you think my face looks green? My elbows bent, my spine ain't straight. My temperature is 108. My brain is shrunk, I cannot hear. There is a hole inside my ear. I have a hangnail and my heart is, what? What's that? What's that you say? You say today is Saturday? Goodbye, I'm going out to play. All right, did you hear that repeated rhythm of stressed and unstressed syllables? Of course, conversational English will not sound this rhythmic and predictable. You don't typically speak using the same stress pattern for each of your sentences. The point of listening to this poem is so you can start to feel the rhythm of English, which again is the combination of stressed and unstressed syllables in a message unit. So let's talk about these stressed and unstressed words. How do you know which words are stressed? Well, the answer is, it depends on the intention or meaning of what you're saying. But there are some rules that help guide us, so let's go over these rules together. We can divide words into two categories. Content words, which are stressed, and function words, which are unstressed. The stressed or emphasized words are the most important words in a sentence. Content words carry the basic meaning of the sentence. If you could only choose a few words from your sentence to say and you had to drop the rest, which words would you choose so you get your message across the best? The words you choose will probably be nouns, which are person, place, or thing, verbs, which are action words such as jump and go, adjectives, which are describing words, such as beautiful and angry, and adverbs, which are when, where, how, such as quickly and before. So let's now talk about the unstressed or reduced words in our sentences. These unstressed or reduced words are words that need to be there, but are not as important to fully pronounce. These are structure words or function words that show grammatical relationships. These words are words like pronouns, such as he, she, they, prepositions, such as around, below, on top, under, articles, such as a, the, and, helping verbs, such as might and should, and to be verbs, such as am, are, is, and was. Remember, a word will sound stressed when you say it longer, louder, with a higher pitch, and with full pronunciation. You can then think of unstressed words as said kind of lazy in its pronunciation, or reduced, so it's shorter, quieter, with a lower pitch, and reduced pronunciation. Let's practice hearing these stressed and unstressed words in sentences. Remember, the stressed words are the most important words in the sentence. Which word gives you the most meaning in these sentences? Here we go. Number one, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Number two, chewing mint gum can freshen your breath.
Number three, vegetables and fruits are healthy. Number four, driving in snow is difficult. Number five, spending time with family can be stressful. Number six, please buy more bread and milk. Number seven, drinking water is good for you. Number eight, tomorrow is my 80th birthday. Number nine, cats enjoy sleeping in warm places. Number 10, my dentist appointment is tomorrow. All right, good. Were you able to hear when a word was stressed or unstressed? Great, now let's see how you would stress this next set of sentences. There isn't one right way to stress these sentences. The thing you need to remember is to stress the words you feel are the most important. Number one, Ben will go to the store to get fried chicken. Number two, Christmas and Thanksgiving are my absolute favorite holidays. Number three, she scheduled the next meeting for Thursday morning. Number four, apple pie is one of Jill's very favorite food. Number five, lawyers can make a lot of money. Number six, Rainy weather will usually make me feel sleepy. Number seven, Wendy is an accountant. Number eight, Nancy found the perfect pair of shoes. Nine, panda bears will always eat bamboo. And number 10, when can we meet up for lunch? Now remember, that's how I would stress those sentences. Yours might be a little different, but the most important part is that you are stressing or emphasizing the most important parts of the sentence so your listener hears those words loud and clear. Let's now do a practice paragraph. My new apartment is perfect for me and my family. The rent is cheap and I have pets there. The living room walls are painted light blue and the kitchen is painted yellow. There are two bedrooms and one bathroom that are small but very cozy. Fortunately, the kitchen and living room are large. I enjoy cooking in a nice big kitchen and playing with our four-year-old is fun in a spacious living room. Again, be aware that there isn't an exact way to use sentence stress. The words we decide to stress in a sentence depend on the meaning. Okay, good work today. This is a lot of new information. Be patient with yourself and your progress. It will come, but it does take time and practice. Your voice is important and needs to be heard. If you're ready to speak English clearly and with greater confidence, I invite you to join me at pronunciationpro.com.